spacecraft did not crash in Roswell, New Mexico in 1947. You know flat earthers, I guarantee it. But you don't know who they are because they're afraid of talking about it. This is not a test. This is your emergency broadcast system. Hello and welcome to the 233rd annual Solomon Deception Podcast, your weekly dose of conspiracy theory bullshit. My name is Cody, joined by my pal Phil. How are you? Doing good, buddy. How about yourself? Ah, uh, not doing too bad. Still no snow, so I guess that's. Uh, I think we're just gonna skip snow this year, which I guess I don't really mind. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's been pouring out rain here, but yeah, who cares? So, I just finished the the book It, right? And yep. I got to the part <laughs> in the end where there's the little kid gangbang. And I was just like, okay, you've heard of this before, right? There's a little kid gangbang in the book It. Yes. You've never heard this before? No, I haven't heard that before. Okay, so you've seen the movie It, right? Yeah, I've seen I've seen the old and the new ones. Yeah. Okay, so in the book, after the little kids beat Pennywise, for some reason, the girl wants to create some connection with them for some to like block the monster or something. So she literally has sex with every single boy. Oh, okay, all yeah. at the same time, or well, like no, like one after one another. after the other. Yeah, yeah. And okay. it's really weird and awkward because, it's, first off, Stephen King, I, I think you could have done without that, number one. Number two, the way he's describing it, it's like the kids don't know what they're doing, but they're still doing it. I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> yeah, it makes it sound like Stephen King might have just kind of thrown it in there. Or <laughs> just for shock he let George R.R. R. Martin yeah. maybe uh, shadow yeah. right for him for a little bit. If it was George R.R. R. Martin, there'd be a lot more detailed things about <laughs> penises. Um, entire chapters. Yeah, yeah, entire <laughs> chapters. Uh, the most yeah. the most that it gives you is like boners. Feeling an erection. They don't go into detail about the boner itself. Um, but uh, I don't remember. Do you, do you use Spotify? Yeah, I use Spotify. Okay, still. you use premium, right? Or do you pay? No, I don't. Ah. I don't pay for anything. <laughs> I was gonna say they have it now. Fifteen, uh, fifteen hours a, a pay cycle of audiobooks you can listen to. So you could technically listen to an audiobook of Game of Thrones if you're so inclined. Okay. Yeah, I've got about a million more hours of podcast to catch up on before yeah. I start paying for audiobooks. Yeah. So I think I'm good. Yeah. I want to tell you one more thing, something stupid I did. Uh, so <laughs> I think it was on Sunday. You know, I was baking something on a sheet pan that, yep. that you do. I pulled it out, unloaded the food from it, and I was going to put the sheet pan in the sink, right? Yeah. And I... When I was turning, I hit the cupboard and the sheet pan ricocheted and like it seriously was on my arm for I swear to God, like one second. And I have oh, a yeah. huge burn on my fucking arm right now. <laughs> Jesus fuck. 
Yeah, that happens. I I mean, I've done the dumb thing when I was a little kid where pulling a pizza out of the oven and forgetting to Ooh. grab a, you know, a mitt. Yeah. That kind of shit. Yeah. You only touch it for a half second and your skin instantly raises up with that white <laughs> blister. Yeah. God, how does Gary Busey get fireproof? I mean, like, <laughs> we need to figure out what he did to his skin that he is like flame retardant. Yeah, whatever uh, whatever happened to his brain maybe had an effect on... Uh, <laughs> his nerves don't tell him that his, his bodies nerve, are burning. His nerve damage, yeah. possibly, yeah. <laughs> his nerve endings turned off. <laughs> whatever happened to make his hair look like that. Uh, I'm, I'm going to assume it's a heavy mixture of alcohol and, and narcotic abuse. Oh, potentially. Yeah, I was. I really don't have anything to talk about. No more. Uh, no more rants this week. I did almost get in a fight with an old man driving a really nice Cadillac <laughs> while pulling into the 55 and older community where my mom lives. But that's that you, OK. All the time. Ho- hold on. I guess we need to know. Could you have taken him? Oh, definitely. OK. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Well, he was like, actually, I don't know. He, who knows? He, I only saw his shoulders and his head. But uh, as I was turning right, there was a yield sign just in case there might be people coming uh, from your left. And as I like, I did the Iowa stop where you kind of like roll in, kind of tap the brakes twice and go. As I'm like rolling in and tapping the brakes, he's laying on the horn for me to go, even though you have to kind of stop to like look for people. Yeah. So, yeah, because there, there is like, People do just turn right in there and you could get, you know, hit. So, well, but he felt the need to lay on his fucking horn. He also almost rammed into me as we were coming up to a stop (laughs) sign or a stoplight, too. So before that, I love that you almost got in a uh, road rage brawl with a (laughs) old man. Um, I guess for the purpose of like you taking him out or not, you got to remember old people come in two body styles. Okay. You have anemic or you have diabetic. There's no middle ground. They're either on either side of the spectrum. Um, I would be more afraid of the diabetic ones because they might have the weight advantage on you. The anemic ones. I don't know. This wasn't a. uh, This wasn't a. I don't think this is a bigger guy. Okay. I don't know. Okay. So he's in the anemic category then. Um, So you. He probably has osteoporosis. Rheumatoid. You're also forgetting here too. There's a lot of people who carry guns in this state. Ah, so the moment shit. I got out of the car, I could have had bullets being thrown at me. So <laughs> you played it's a little, it, it's a little different. You played enough Grand Theft Auto to know. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, anyway, Phil, are you ready for this week's episode? Yeah, let's hit it. Let's go for this week. I wanted to hop back on the paranormal bus and make yet another stop on the old cryptid highway. With a monster, which since colonial times has struck terror with those weary travelers making their way down the dark and lonely paths on constant guard for signs that there might be a terrifying beast in their midst, watching for their winged silhouette, its red shining eyes, listening for its terrible screech, having an uneasy feeling of being watched, but also has captured the spirit of the lands that it supposedly haunts, becoming the only official state monster in America. I am, of course, speaking of the cryptid, known as the Leeds Devil, which has stalked the Garden State for nearly three centuries now. 
better known as the Jersey Devil. Oh, yeah. I think most people are probably familiar with this guy. Speaking of Jersey, I was just talking about The Sopranos (laughs) today. Um, (laughs) You've watched this show, right? Yeah, I've watched it. Okay. I got remembered of, um, fuck, I had her name. And I think it was Angelina, Christopher's girlfriend, Adriana. That's what it was. And it kept in my mind, I had it stuck in my head all fucking day where she goes, Christopher. Remember how, remember how she says that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I had that in my head all day. Christopher. Um, but. Uh, <laughs> all right. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> We're talking about New Jersey. God damn it. No, it's okay. Um. It's just how my brain works. But back to the Jersey Devil here. Are you terrified of beasts when you drive? Oh, of course. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's it's actually, you know, it's winter here. So we have a lot of snowbirds coming down. And let me tell you, those beasts will fucking take you off the road. Well, so. you had an armed geriatric beast <laughs> staring down your back this uh, just a few days ago. So they are alive and well in Arizona. Definitely. Now... Like I mentioned in the intro, the legend of the Jersey Devil started way back in colonial times when, in 1735, Mother Leeds, a supposed witch and a mother to 12 children already, uh, she lived in the area around Estelle Manor, this is just outside of modern-day Atlantic City, had found out that she was once again with child, making this the 13th one. Now, understandably, this is angered mother leads so much so that she would actually curse her unborn child exclaiming let this one be the devil now according to legend after the birth the infant which had been kind of just a normal baby for a little while after coming out would then transform sprouting its wings in beastly form taking flight up and out the chimney and into the night taking refuge in nearby pine forests which to this day is still purported to be the creature's home. Okay, so this bad boy <laughs> would be almost 300 years old. Um, I yep. assume the same age as Dick Cheney. Um, so <laughs> I wonder, like, okay, obviously the devil, it'd probably be hard for a woman to give birth to a baby with wings, I would assume. But yep. what age? I wonder what age this kid just started transforming into this creature. Yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, it is a legend. It's uh, <laughs> it's a little spotty at best. <laughs> so, basically, it was just an infant. All of a sudden, the infant kind of grew, you know, wings, grew hair, kind of turned into a beast, and just flew out the chimney. So, I'm guessing it was still, like, infant-sized. Okay. It just had all these features. Okay. Huh. So kind of maybe you looked like an Italian baby. <laughs> what you hear that when they come out. <laughs> I just a little heard... bit a little bit more hair on it than normal. Just a full beautiful head of uh, pre-gelled hair. Pre placenta gelled hair. Uh, when it comes out of there. Yeah. Um <laughs> coming uh, out smoking a cigarette and yeah, swearing. Yeah. Definitely. I mean <laughs> How it got lit in the womb, we don't know, but it's a <laughs> the miracle of life. Definitely. Now, moving on. As for the appearance of the Jersey Devil, 
really not fully agreed upon what this cryptid actually looked like. That is before the time of 1909, which we'll talk about later. Uh, 1909, very important year for the Jersey Devil. Though there are certain common features to the monster that do pop up. Those being large bat-like wings, feet like that of a horse, horns on its head, and a long tail with a spike at the end. Okay, definitely freaky looking. Um, yep. So you know what else? I don't know if this is a coincidence, and I might be making this up. 1909, was that the Babe Ruth Yankees? I don't follow baseball. Me neither, but I feel like <laughs> it was old because they were still drinking and smoking on the mound. Do you think like the description of what it looks like is because allegedly nobody's gotten, you know, like the greatest look at it. Well, here's the thing. There are some kind of ideas why it's not fully agreed upon why it looks like. I mean, there's kind of, you know, the things that you would think of like common sense wise, like it's not fully agreed upon because everyone's making it up. There's that. (laughs) one, But then there's also kind of this idea that this demon figure kind of projects what maybe is most fearful to you okay kind of like a boggart from fucking harry potter or some shit like that Ah. there's also the idea that people only see this thing at night and maybe they don't really get such a good look at it because they're either terrified and run away or they kind of black out because they're frozen in fear Uh, this thing's also mentioned to have kind of like a ghastly screech to it okay I mean, I've watched Jersey Shore. I know what a ghastly screech sounds like. Um, but I just want to know what Jersey folk, if this thing comes as your fears, right? Yep. What Jersey folk is main fear is cloven hooves. Well, I think you're thinking more like modern day <laughs> oh, okay. Jersey Shore. The, mo- uh, the cast of Jersey Shore, definitely their biggest fear is probably just getting older without the uh, assistance of plastic surgeons. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. As for the rest of the cryptid, descriptions really quite vary, uh, with some claiming that the monster has the body of a horse and the head of a dog. Others will claim that the body was mostly human-like, though animalistic. A lot of fur. Think maybe like a kangaroo. Some older depictions of the creature have it resembling what would commonly be described as a dragon. This dragon instance would be more Charizard, not so much Dragonite or Gyarados. Uh, One thing is for certain, though, the beast is terrifying and strikes fear in the hearts of those who witness it. Which, like I mentioned before, is one theory why no two descriptions are alike. As the witnesses turn tail and run without really getting a good look at it. Well, some people do have a horse body. I mean, (laughs) if like some people, that's a horse body. No, that's a human body. But yeah, it definitely does kind of look like Char's, like a less fat Charizard based on these pictures here. Yeah, you already scrolled down. So I have kind of like seven uh, pictures that I found through Google Images. I do like number two. That's kind of more of uh, the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> more like a leprechaun <laughs> form of yeah. it. Uh, like I expect him to be a little bit drunk. Yeah. yeah kind of like a. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He doesn't look sober. A Jersey devil pimp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. The the first picture, though, is kind of like 
the older description, uh, kind of like a horse with a dog's head uh, with, you know, bat-like wings. It kind of reminds me of maybe like a Kelpie or kind of like those creatures from Harry Potter that you can only see when you've seen death. I don't know that the head look like in the old picture, right? Yeah. Does the head to me looks like a fucking camel's head or something or like a, yeah, a, a little goat's bit. head. He like, does look friendly in that first picture. I will say. I, I mean, with a body like that, when he's got a body like Iggy Pop, man, I don't know. It's just a little <laughs> scary. I don't know what to tell you. I do think uh, my favorite is picture four. Um, I would totally expect that guy to be maybe the regional manager of a circuit city. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He. <laughs> you. So basically, what it is is it's a uh, it's a lion's body with bat wings, and it's kind of uh, <laughs> he's got like a big beard, and he's got a human face though. So yeah, that just looks like a guy in a co- like a cosplayer. A little devil man in an outfit, um, like the original furry, maybe. Maybe that's what he's... He's the most unwelcome person at the furry orgy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's, the, he's the one who always has poopy diapers, probably. Um, so, number seven's pretty scary. I don't know. <laughs> I guess technically that is the most Jersey Devil, right? Yeah, we will refer back to number seven okay. uh, later on. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Number five, though, uh, that's also that's actually one of my favorite kind of looks like the mid Tennessee state mascot, kind of the angry are horse look the, to it. Are they the mid Tennessee state chimeras or what? <laughs> Potentially. Yeah. No, their uh, their mascot is kind of like kind of it's a horse. Ah, so it kind of, you okay. know, an angry horse, basically, like galloping at you. <laughs> this one just happens to have a reptile's tail. Yeah. Um, claws instead of hooves on its front arms. Antlers or horns so, or something. Yeah, they kind of look more like antlers and horns for, for this picture. Mm. But And then number one, his horns are ram's horns. They're yeah. not like bull horns at all. No, no. Number three will... looks like a medieval dragon. Like, that's what it reminds me yes. of, but, you know. Yeah, so that's one of the depictions of it being more like a dragon. So at the end of the episode, we'll kind of talk more about like the connection to dragons. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Yep, I will be referring back to these pictures quite a bit. Okay. Now, one of the most famous pre-20th century sightings of the Leeds Devil was actually by a pretty infamous, famous person. Uh, It was the former king of Spain and Naples, Joseph Bonaparte, who had established an 800-acre estate, which he had named Breeze Point, near the town of Bordentown, New Jersey. This was after fleeing Europe in 1813 in the wake of his brother Napoleon's defeat and exile. Now, as the story goes, while on a hunting excursion by himself near his estate, sometime between 1816 and 1820, depending on the story, Joseph Bonaparte claimed to have come upon some strange tracks. This resembled like two-legged donkeys, uh, though one of the hoof marks was larger than the other. When suddenly, he heard a hissing sound behind him. He would turn and see what was making the noise, finding himself face-to-face with the strange-looking creature. It was Snooky, I knew it. Um... (laughs) 
it uh definitely i know this guy you said this guy is famous right um i've never heard yeah. i mean i'm sure you have because you like history but his brother basically conquered most of the world and his brother is talking about a two-legged donkey with one foot <laughs> larger than the other. Yeah, this is so Joseph Bonaparte. Napoleon Bonaparte was pretty big into uh, nepotism. He would put family members in key positions. So after he would take over uh, some kingdom, he would then put like one of his brothers in charge of it. So when he took over, you know, Spain and naples he kind of just threw his brother at it and said okay hold down the fort while i go conquer the rest of europe mm, so okay yeah well, but after the exile he was basically allowed to leave europe and set up shop in america okay maybe it was more of a punishment because they sent him to new jersey i don't know potentially yeah, yeah definitely yeah. if it was if it was nowadays sending someone to new jersey would definitely be a punishment <laughs> um, I'm guessing there was a lot less uh, self-tanner being run around back then. Do you think his other people he put in charge, they sent maybe to like Pittsburgh, maybe like Oakdale, <laughs> or I mean, Oakland, I mean, um, you know, places like that. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure about that one. Iowa. I have to do a little bit more research. Send him to <laughs> Iowa. Oh, God. They sent him to Wisconsin. Ooh, Jesus fucking damn. Christ. He's in Wisconsin, but he can he's not allowed to have cheese curds. <laughs> a fate worse than being hanged. Or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna send you to fucking New Mexico. That's where <laughs> you're going. Now, this creature had the head of a horse, bird-like legs, and said to have had a set of large wings. Joseph, when he saw this, froze, not even raising the musket that he had in his ready hands. After a short stare down, the creature would once again hiss at Joseph, quickly unfurling its wings and flapping them, flying away. He reported this sighting to one of his close friends, a, a local man. This man would allegedly tell Joseph that he had just met the Weeds Devil and told him the tale of Mother Weeds and the Cursed Pinewood Forest. Okay, so so th this would lead you to believe that his friend... Must have already seen the devil before if he knew the stories about it. Well, you have to remember, tales of this thing had been going on by this point for like probably 60 or 70 years. You know, tales of the sightings of these have been happening. Okay. And at this point, it's like 1815. So. So, so far in this story, right? Talking about this devil, he don't really seem to do much. He, he hisses at you. And then just runs away. Like, he doesn't try to kill anybody. He doesn't really try to bother anybody. He just, I don't know, makes his no. presence known and get out of here. Yeah, not really. He's, so a lot of the attacks that you, or supposed attacks, are just kind of sighting that kind of scare the people who see it. You know, later on, kind of in between these sightings that I'm talking about right now and the 1909 sightings, it's a lot of people just kind of seeing the creature supposedly like just kind of living its own life yeah you know it ain't they'll see it flying nobody. around they'll see it you know kind of hanging out with other mythical creatures or ghosts uh okay. not really you know it's it's kind of funny it always is called like an attack when someone sees it but it never like really attacks people that does change though during 1909 we'll talk about the journalism back then okay All right. it's a reoccurring theme on this show oh <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, so he get okay. We'll wait for that point, but I'm assuming you're. Yeah. He gets a little more violent. Okay, continue on here. Yes, as the stakes raise for the uh, <laughs> the newspaper fucking war. Yeah, he does get a little bit more violent. Okay, all right. Now, after that sighting, Joseph Bonaparte would always keep an eye out for the creature while he was on the hunt, though he would never again witness it. Eventually, the heat would die down back in Europe. The hatred towards him would kind of cease enough for him to move back. He would be able to reunite with his friends and family, eventually passing away in Florence, Italy in July of 1844. Okay, so he only had one sighting with this thing, and then yep. ap- apparently really wanted to shoot it, um, <laughs> but just uh, never got the chance. Probably a little pissed at himself, choking when he had his opportunity, but from uh, what we're about to talk about, it might have been a good thing that he didn't get a shot off, because this thing doesn't apparently get hurt by human-made weapons. Okay, so. all right, let's hear it. The next famous sighting took place when a hero of the Barbary Wars, Commodore Stephen Decatur, would claim to have seen something strange while inspecting the Hanover Mills work, uh, which was located in the Pinewood Forest. Now, the Hanover Mill Works was the factory where the U.S. military's cannonballs were being forged. So a pretty important uh, you know, military-industrial complex type. <laughs> Decatur is said to have been on the firing range of the millworks, testing out the equipment when he spotted a large winged creature flying across the range. Commodore Decatur would act fast and aim his cannon at the beast, firing upon it, supposedly blowing a hole through one of its wings. Well, first off, Mr. Commodore, um, with a cannon, you'd have to be a pretty good fucking shot. To shoot a flying creature. Just going to throw that out there. Um, when you're Definitely. Fir- That's the first thing that I thought with yeah. one of those old style cannons. Yeah. <laughs> What's he doing? Cranking the handle really, really fast and trying to shoot ahead of the fucking thing flying? I don't think so. Um, shit, even with a goddamn gun, it can be hard to shoot a flying target. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Even if he had one of those like shoulder mounted fucking grenade launchers. It would be hard to hit a a flying fucking, you know, any, you know, anything, basically. So, yeah, I definitely so far, Mr. Uh, Decanter, I am not really believing you. Definitely. No. Yeah. And uh, especially when you hear the next part, because he did blow a hole through the creature's wing though that damage didn't really seem to affect its flight path at all as it kind of just kept flying along up until it disappeared back into the forest so even though he supposedly got a hit on one of its wings nothing doing he okay so apparently if you shoot an animal through the wings okay that shit would be like fucking a plane going down where it's like spiraling (laughs) to the fucking ground (laughs) Unless, unless yeah. this creature does, the wings are simply for uh, aesthetic purposes, Aesthetics. and it flies yeah. in some other manner. Definitely, you kind of look at you know depictions of the beast, and it doesn't really look like its wings should be able to support something of its size. It's kind no. of like a, a bee situation. Like those wings shouldn't really be able to carry its fat ass anywhere. <laughs> so maybe it is the situation where. 
Uh, the wings are just kind of for a fear thing, and it it flies through some other means, you know. Well, like uh, fucking magic carpet or something <laughs> like that. If okay, if this thing flies right, it means its bones would have to be super lightweight, and because if it has a horse body, horses are quite heavy, and yes. if you had a light boned horse, I don't, I, I it wouldn't be able to walk. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It'd be just like hopping around. This thing would probably piss and shit at the same time. Um, does it lay eggs? Does it? Is it a mammal? You know, there's so many questions. Yeah. So this sighting is supposed to have taken place kind of around the same time as the Joseph Bonaparte sighting, kind of around 1818, 1819. Uh, from the descriptions that I was reading about uh, both of these sightings, I would say that it's probably something more like number seven on our chart here. So go back up. Okay, let me take a look at her. So he, okay. You'll see the bird-like yeah. legs. Yeah. Yeah. And it almost kind of looks a little bit more, kind of like, you know, I told you about that the kangaroo body style. Yeah. That's kind of more this description. Well, uh, a human-like body with animalistic features. So you do see a lot of kind of like, they talk about like a kangaroo, kind of how they're shaped. Um, that's what this is. This one also has, I don't even know if those are like bat-like wings. More dinosaur, like yeah, a pterodactyl style yeah. wings. That's what they are. Yep. Dragon type wings. Though I do think that they think that pterodactyls had feathers on their wings. Not don't you, not like we not like in our fucking science books when we were growing up where they were just uh, like reptiles with those style wings. Don't you dare ruin my <laughs> fantasy of pterodactyls, goddammit. I know. <laughs> but yeah, so it's it's more like uh, kind of like a reptilian looking like, you know, like in the hands. It's uh, it has more claws. Than yeah. Hooves. Yeah. Talons. It, it's little... Talons is a better word. It looks like a T-Rex's hands, but like must bigger. Oh, yeah, definitely. And you can kind of see how the style of the drawing, it does kind of look like this is taken from like an older book. Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. I'm not exactly sure. I did get the images from Google Images. That's just the closest one that I could find to the representation of what uh, Joseph Bonaparte kind of said that it looked like. Okay. So, okay. I mean, very detailed picture, I'll tell you that. Yeah. And just like I said, not all fucking sightings are the same. Joseph Bonaparte and Decatur's uh, descriptions are different. It's just that this is kind of the one that looks a little bit like what they might be talking about. And two, you got to remember, Stephen Decatur, he saw him across the field. He didn't get up close and personal like Bonaparte did. Yeah, okay. So technically, he could have just been shooting at like a really big raven or hawk or something. He thought it was a monster. Yes, that is uh, one of, <laughs> when we talk about like what these things might be, there is an idea that it might just be a very large bird uh, mm. in the dark. Okay. So, all right. Yeah. That's all. Well, that's all speculation for later, though. I should also say that there is a theory that uh, he was visiting the Hanover Millworks, uh, not really to inspect the cannonballs, but to look for the Leeds Devil, as it was known 
at the time. Uh, Commodore Stephen Decatur was actually in the area along with his friend and associate, Dr. James Killian, who was a supposed famed abnormalist and cryptid hunter from that era. Supposedly, as the story goes, they were on assignment from Tr- President James Monroe to capture the beast. Okay. So that what, is one of the theories. What the fuck there. is James Monroe going to do with it? Oh, I don't know. Just kill it. <laughs> he just wants it dead, maybe. Maybe he wants it as his new wife. I don't know. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing, though. 1800s, right? Yeah. Do you really need to make a cover story? Like, nobody knows you're fucking out there. Yeah, exactly. It's... <laughs> and also, I doubt that they, at this time, would just frivolously, like, waste money on uh, going out to try to capture a monster. Yeah. So they had a yeah. little bit more accountability with funds back when there wasn't <laughs> a ton of it. So Right, exactly. I do love the title of Abnormalist, though. Kind of wish I yeah. could do that for my job. Famed Abnormalist. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know what you would do these days. There's probably some TikTokers who think that they're abnormalists. Oh, <laughs> well, there's plenty of abnormal people on <laughs> Instagram and TikTok, so... As an abnormalist, I could find them and then study them. them. Yep, I'll categorize them. (laughs) Yep, you find and catalog them. Then you tag them and put them back into the wild. (laughs) Yeah. Now, after exposing itself to the high-profile witnesses during the first part of the 1800s, the weed's devil would seemingly shy away from the public view with only a handful of alleged sightings throughout the rest of the 19th century. Uh, One of which, kind of a fun one, was the story of a fisherman, which had claimed to witness the beast supposedly serenading a mermaid off of the New Jersey coast. This was in the 1870s. However, the Leeds devil couldn't shy away from the spotlight for long, and the sightings drought would end abruptly in 1909 when a deluge of witnesses would come forward, causing mass panic on the East Coast. Also, a bit of a brand shift would occur for the reclusive cryptid. So, I'm just going to say, number one, fishermen report, you know, they're pretty known for being full of shit. Number two, the Jersey Devil was fucking a mermaid. Is that what he was saying? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. There's that. There's a, there's actually a couple of good stories from uh, this era. There's okay. one where he was. Uh, they call it co- coverting or coerting something <laughs> like that, as the story goes. So it sounds like fucking. Basically. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I speak for fucking. I think this fisherman was just like really fucking horny, and this was his kink: a Jersey Devil having sex with a mermaid was like his fantasy. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there was kind of a multiverse for cryptids back then because there seems to be like some stories popping up where like certain cryptids like come together and kind of, you know, people have sightings of both of them. There's also a story about the Jersey Devil hanging out with a ghost. So there was uh, this pirate named Captain Kidd and he buried his treasure and in order for to have a guard for the treasure he supposedly killed one of his fellow pirates uh, supposedly the ghost was seen hanging out with the jersey devil uh, during this time period huh okay i guess the good mr jersey devil's quite the uh popular guy 
amongst the uh, paranormal <laughs> world. Yeah, I, did he fuck the ghost too or no? I don't know if he fucked the ghost. Okay. But, uh, all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, maybe he was popular. So it, uh, I'll mention in, at the end that it was kind of a political st- story that may have started this. There was also a story about the Jersey Devil having tea with a Republican judge. Ah, okay. In the area, too. That, okay. So, that's the most probable thing. Holding court. As yeah. Say. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Now, in 1909, sightings of this elusive cryptid would, like I mentioned, dramatically increase, with nearly a thousand sightings of the Leeds Devil, which, between January 16th through the 23rd, would strike fear and panic across the East Coast, with newspapers around the country picking up the latest news about the fear and panic caused by this monster. It was during this time period that the East Coast cryptid would find itself a much more popular handle with Jersey Devil now gracing those vaunted headlines. Do you, okay, I don't know this for sure, and I don't know when New Jersey became a state, but um, if in the original sightings, I don't know if it was a uh, a territory, uh, you know what I mean? Like, maybe now that it's a state, they're like, oh, this is a Jersey Devil not the Leeds Devil. Well, okay, so kind of like we've talked about before, uh, there was a lot of competition between newspapers mm-hmm. for like more and more kind of like stretching the truth or imaginative headlines, that sort of thing. It's kind of believed that calling it the Jersey Devil may have been a mistake when they meant to call it the Leeds Devil. It's also kind of believed that people were going after kind of a, a better name. Yeah, yeah. So, Leeds Devil at the time, uh, we'll talk about it later on, what it came from. Um, It was the story, though, the origin story that's really popular is Mother Leeds, the supposed witch. Okay. So, that's where it got the name from back then. Okay. But Jersey Devil, kind of, this is where it started, like during this 1909 time period. It's got a lot more pizzazz. I like that. That's the word I have to use to describe it. More pizzazz. Definitely. The Leeds Devil would not make a good mascot for an NHL team. Um, yeah, it's Jersey Devil. I think Mermaid Fornicator would have been also a strong <laughs> candidate for that. <laughs> kind of does remind me of Jersey Shore a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. A hairy beast fucking a mermaid looking thing. <laughs> oh, you know damn well uh, Pauly D fucked a mermaid at some point. Nah, possibly. <laughs> now. On Saturday, January 16, 1909, the Leeds Devil would be seen flying over Woodbury, New Jersey, said to have had thin wings, a long tail, long legs, and a strange glow to it. Uh, The next morning, strange-looking animal tracks would be found near the alleged sighting. This event, just like all of the previous ones, at first was thought to be just another example of an isolated incident. However, Throughout the next week, the Leeds Devil would be seen by many more witnesses. Not just in southern New Jersey, either. He would be spotted across the region. Okay. So I'm kind of curious, like, obviously his shape and stuff that they're describing pretty much goes along with the other descriptions. Now, the weird animal tracks, do you think that was hooved feet, like, Obviously, if you have a hooved animal, right? Usually, they're walking in on fours. 
and you could see the pattern of them walking. Do you think this could be like an upright hooved animal print that they saw? Yes. Okay. So I will I will say that not only did the name Jersey Devil kind of take shape during this time, but also kind of the image of what we have for the Jersey Devil really consolidated around this time as well. Okay. Okay. So it becomes more like the kind of like horse-like okay. animal around okay. this time. Okay. I gotcha. And that's because of like contamination through like mass media. Yeah. So yeah. like okay. the oral traditions, maybe in some areas, the Jersey devil looked one way in other areas, the Jersey devil looked another way. When you have so many newspapers like stealing from each other, some bigger than other ones, um, disseminating information, it kind of really takes shape during this time. Also, the Jersey Devil really gains like national prominence. Like a lot of people hear about it after. Okay, I'm just imagining like the old timey description. They thought it was really evil because he didn't have yellow toenails, and they thought <laughs> that that meant you were a devil because somehow you could figure out how to not make your toenails yellow. Straight white teeth. What yeah. the fuck's wrong Ooh. with that thing? <laughs> he must be cohorting with Satan. <laughs> he made a deal with the devil to get yeah. <laughs> to get those chiclets. <laughs> I haven't heard. I don't think I've heard him been called that since Dennis the Menace, Phil. <laughs> Potentially, yeah. All right. Now the next day, the seventeenth. The sightings would continue, even as far away as Bristol, Pennsylvania, as the postmaster there, E.W. Minster, would claim that he was woken up around 2 o'clock in the morning, this by a loud, almost supernatural screech. He looked out the window and saw what looked to be a large crane that was flying diagonally and emitting a curious white glow, coming from the direction of the Delaware River. The creature would eventually fly off, disappearing into the darkness. Oh my God, it's Kesha. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, he's straight up saying it looked like a fucking crane. I'm, yes, I'm assuming this I, is I was thinking the, you would catch that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he probably woke up and thought it was his date from last night, but then he's like, <laughs> nope, just a large crane outside my window. Nope, she just tore ass right next to me. Yeah. Still there. Yeah. <laughs> I fed her too much salted meat. No, yeah. So there's a there's been a lot of uh crypt, supposed cryptid sightings that have happened because of like huge owls or large birds. Mm. So okay. yeah. a lot of owls in the last few weeks, Phil. Oh, a lot of owl talk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah lots of owl talk. Um <laughs> Okay, well, we can't even ones. get we can't yeah. even get in. Listen to last week's episode if you want to hear more owl talk. Uh, <laughs> having someone give you a dead owl yeah. without being asked yeah. for a dead owl. <laughs> I I would mail E. W. Minster a large dead flying crane um, and let him do with it as he pleases. Get rid of any uh, fucking curses that he might have in yeah. his home and yeah. cursed items. <laughs> Now, the third day, which was Monday the 18th, tracks from that beast would be found back near the Pine Forest of New Jersey. This was coupled with multiple sightings in the southern New Jersey area that night and the next day. Posses would even be formed to try to track down and kill the beast. However, 
they would be unsuccessful. Though the posse did claim to see the New Jersey Devil, really though, they weren't able to capture or kill it as it would escape into the forest. Okay, well, this is the worst posse I've ever heard of. They literally <laughs> went out to kill this thing. They spotted it, and then it just got away. Yeah, definitely not the Pinkertons no, in here. No, so, um, no. Do you think this is a bunch of juggalos? Potentially. Okay. I don't know. I just imagine a bunch of Jersey with their hair all gelled and, <laughs> I don't know, going out there with, like, broken pieces of furniture or something. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um they should have had guns by then, right? Like, actually, good guns, right? No, they had guns back then. Yeah, yeah they had guns. They had rifles. It was the early 1900s. Yeah, I mean, so. fucking... <laughs> I guess World War One's uh, popping off or pretty close to popping off, right? Uh, yeah, we're about five years from that, so... But I'm saying there's very clearly equipment to kill a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Well, people don't really know it yet, but... I mean, we talked about that before, how World War One changed it. But, yeah. I mean, back then, they would have had rifles for hunting. So. I mean, you should be able to shoot a ginormous horse, bat, <laughs> dog thing. Yeah. A goat-legged thing. Yeah, yeah. Now, by Thursday the 21st, attacks across the region would occur, including one on a carriage driver uh, when he claimed that the beast was on top of his carriage. Also, reports of the slaughtering of many livestock, including chickens. There was even reports of a telegraph operator in Atlantic City who actually got a shot off on the creature, though the bullet, just like that cannonball, didn't really seem to have any effect. Uh, the cryptid would, of course, escape. Also, in South Camden, New Jersey, Mary Sorbinski had spotted the creature attacking her dog. Thankfully, she was able to chase it away with a broom. However, sadly, the creature was able to get one good bite off on the dog before flipping. Okay, is the dog dead then? I uh, didn't say anything about the dog dying, but okay. supposedly it was able to bite the dog. Okay, so this creature clearly likes any form of uh, little creature meat, I guess. Um, if he's killing chickens, he's trying to kill a dog. He must just eat anything. Is that what we're kind of... Led to believe. Yeah, I don't know exactly what it wants to eat. I don't hear about it really attacking humans no. very much. So it it must be going after like small animals, like livestock. Okay, kind of like you hear about birds doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, weird, huh? Do you think a big yeah, crane well, would bite a dog though? Ooh, depends how big the dog is. I have heard about. So my sister has one of those little tiny little dogs, and she worries about walking it. Uh, just so like a hawk or an owl doesn't come try to swoop down and grab it. Yeah, so. that is very true. Better keep that motherfucker on a leash. Oh, definitely. Make sure that leash is wrapped around your arm, too. You yeah. might have to pull it back. Yeah, yeah. Now, fear and trepidation would flood the region as local officials would send out posses in an attempt to kill the beast. Also, schools across New Jersey would let out for a short time uh, until the sightings had died down. Uh, well after the 23rd. This was in an attempt to protect vulnerable children while they were walking to and from school. Uh, after the 23rd, the newly named Jersey Devil would take another respite, hardly being seen again until more sightings in the 1930s. This would lead some to believe that the New Jersey Devil may only resurface periodically 
possibly maybe hibernating or hiding out until the time comes once again to terrorize the local population. I kind of had an idea, like maybe it's interdimensional type situation. It's coming in and out of our reality. You kind of hear about that with like Sasquatches. Some people think that the Sasquatch might be like dropped off by aliens or like weaving through dimensional portals, that kind of shit. Okay. I wonder what the New Jersey Devils like other galaxy or dimension (laughs) that it's going to is like. Like, is there a lot of Jersey Devils there? And, like, maybe they see a human and get scared of it? Potentially. I don't know. It might be a situation where that's why the Jersey Devil kind of, you know, it's not 300 years old. There's just a whole civilization of them. And every once in a while, like, one slips through the crack. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there might be Sasquatches there. Maybe it fucks mermaids there. Who knows? (laughs) Fucking a mermaid opens a portal, apparently. Fucking a mermaid while getting fucked by a Wendigo. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Wendigo's licking his asshole um, while he's banging the mermaid. Yeah. Now, down below, I uh, I included a wanted poster okay. from that time. Okay. So there was quite a few different organizations trying to get their hands on this Jersey Devil. Uh, there was a zoo in Pennsylvania that was offering a $10,000 reward uh, for the capture of the live of a of a Jersey devil that was alive. This poster right here talks about a $250,000 reward. Um, Obviously, if you thought the Jersey devil was real, $250,000 at that time was enough to buy a small town. Yeah. Like that's, (laughs) it's an incredible amount of money for 19. I was just after see, I mean, first off pictures. Awesome. Uh, This would make great artwork for your walls. I'm just going to say, but, um, now that, that would make a really good uh, displate, actually. Yeah, fuck yeah, I would. Um, after seeing this picture of the monster, like, I don't know why, but it reminds me of Pat Robinson, the guy from the Seven Hundred oh, Club. Pat. Yeah, um, in the face, in the body. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the devil wings too. Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, if he was making up shit on a fucking phone call Christian show, uh, yeah, this would <laughs> look just like him. <laughs> yeah harassing homosexuals and, yeah 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 all that <laughs> blaming her blaming hurricanes on video games and yeah shit. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like kind of like i mentioned though this is kind of what the ideal jersey devil would be after 1909 so really it, it picked up its heyday um at this point um you can read in the description the creature not it, the creature is often described as a kangaroo-like patchwork with the face of a horse, the head of a dog, leathery bat wings, and hooves, arms, cloven, you know, a forked tail. So all of the different descriptions really come in, and this is kind of the idea of what it's like now. What I think is interesting here is literally on this poster, it says it's reported to move quickly as to avoid human contact, and yet mm-hmm. they want to kill this thing which literally is trying to avoid them basically yeah Yeah. i think they uh (laughs) it's the situation where um they just want to kill it to stuff it kind of deal (laughs) very true very true i will say this in all seriousness like we're talking about how it would be able to fly so if you look at this picture um its limbs and torso are extremely tiny so maybe 
Um, as far as weight goes to pick itself up to fly, yeah, maybe this body frame w- might work because the wings are quite large for its body. Yeah, besides the large head and long neck, it does it. It's very. It's a lot thinner than the before pictures. Yeah. Um, it does actually kind of resemble kind of a large bird. Yeah. Actually, yeah. if you kind of like now that you, I look at it, it is its body is a lot thinner. I want so, you to take a re- minus the minus the horse hooves. I want to take want you to take a real good look at them uh, legs, right? Yeah, <laughs> they are literally crane legs. Like you can see how yeah. they bend the other way. They're bent backward like yeah. a like, <laughs> yeah, like a flamingo's leg. Yes, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes. So I think these people are kind of answering their own question here. Yeah, we might as well have this discussion now. Fuck it. Uh, yeah, so I fully believe that um, if anyone's seen really anything, uh, it, they're seeing like the large bird. Yeah. So it might have been, yeah. I mean, back then, you got to think about how many unsanctioned circuses there were. Uh, <laughs> think about like a large bird escaping in the area and all of these people are just seeing the same like gigantic bird that they'd never seen before. You know, it's not a, it's not a thing that's like native to the, even the United States or Northern America. Imagine scenes like something like that, you know? Yeah. I guess the only thing, um, would be the head, right? Cause yeah. obviously that looks, th- that could not even be misconstrued as a bird's head, Unless they're seeing it at like the perfect, you know, nighttime or whatever darkness yep. to make its shadow look like it has a dog's head. Maybe it killed a dog and is wearing its skin over its head now. I, I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I'm not exactly sure. Also, too, you got to remember that these newspapers were sensationalizing shit, too. True. Very, very, very true. Definitely. Now, the last sighting that we're going to discuss is actually a modern day one. And it, in fact, comes with a picture uh, in Galloway Township in 2015. David Black said he was driving along Route 9 when he saw what he thought was a llama walking near the tree line on the side of the road. That is when all of a sudden he claimed that the creature spread its wings and flew away. However, David did claim to have taken a picture with his cell phone uh, very quickly, I might add, uh, while the bur- while <laughs> while it was in flight and uh, that picture is down below. I mean it really really looks like a goat. Um yeah. Right? Like I don't know if this guy has a goat on a string and he took a pic, you know what I mean, like but it it I don't know, does it not look like a goat to you? Yeah, it looks like a goat or someone in a costume, like hanging from a wire, maybe. Yeah. Um, Like a pinata. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of. Yeah. Like how its feet are positioned, it, I don't know. You know, it looks like, it doesn't look like a, what I would imagine a flying creature would probably be stanced like, like not just their feet, just straight out. You know (laughs) what I mean? As if they were standing on something. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I I don't know. I don't know. What do you think of it? I will say it looks like a demonic uh, My Pretty Pony. Yeah. this. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it does have wing-ishes. I don't know. It almost just looks like a blob on there. 
Yeah, supposedly he's taking this while it's in flight. So that's kind of why its wings are kind of shadowy. Okay. So if this yeah. was he, a Drew... he very much claims that it's not a hoax also. Well, of course. Um yeah. if this is the Jersey Devil, clearly it has fur, right? Yeah, it looks like it has fur, like a furry body. Actually, what it kind of looks like is the description of the Leeds Devil, like before that 1909 kind of consolidation. So it looks more goat-like than horse-like. Okay, are you seeing this like, okay, like its head is facing away from the camera and it has yes. two horns? Yep. Okay. All right, yeah, that's... A hairy body, clothed, clothed feet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Well, uh, this would lead me to believe he <laughs> either put a goat in a tree or... Like you said, a pinata or something, um, <laughs> or he has like a like a little person or a child in a costume, yeah. and he's just hanging them up from a tree. <laughs> he's gonna take it back to his ex-wife's house and be like, "What'd you do with dad today?" Say nothing. <laughs> yeah, don't say nothing to me. You're me and your <laughs> David Black and his son just had a nice day out in the uh, in the wilderness. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. I mean. Uh, it's pretty strange. Obviously, you know, probably a hoax. There is a video also of another sighting. Uh, I sent you the link. Okay. All right. Should we? Should I play it live here? Yeah, we can play it live. Okay. And it's a pretty short video, so. Okay. Hopefully, this it, volume doesn't blow your ears out. Okay. Ah, <laughs> uh, what? Did you see it? Yeah. I, I'm replaying it a few times. Okay. It's weird. It's wings are moving, but not his body. And I don't know why this guy's having an orgasm. <laughs> it's flying by. He did, a, he did, did squirt a little bit there. You oh, can yeah. hear him. He came um, in his pants. So, yeah, definitely <laughs> its body doesn't move. And its yeah. wings kind of, its wings flap a little bit. So. Well, its wings are almost flapping like. When you see like a moth, like that rapidly, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's, it almost kind of remind. well, obviously it looks like it's on a string, yeah. um, but yeah. kind of the flight that it was taking, it's, it's not really taking like something that you would think about flying would be kind of like in a supine type position, like flattened out. And that thing is just very much just, you know, arms and legs kind of to the side vertical flying you know I, I think the main question you have to ask yourself that this is my new tactic with paranormal videos number one yep. why are you filming in this exact location you clearly yep. have your camera stabilized you're not attempting to chase the thing flying by you i think that is the number one biggest folly here like you know that doesn't make sense in the context of the video do you know what i mean yeah, it's not like it's not like this person was chasing this thing for five minutes through the trees and then finally like caught, you know, a couple seconds of it. It basically was just sitting there waiting for it to come in front of its camera. Yeah. Like if you if you didn't know that that thing was going to fly in front of your camera, why did you have your camera set up? Yeah, basically, you know, you yeah. know, when you you most people, if you watch videos and they're recording with some sort of device Generally, they're not a professional, and that shit is, like, shaking, you know, while they're kind of trying to chase it. Like, they don't have it stabilized. 
This guy's yeah. camera is he probably has a fucking tripod up. Like I don't think the Jersey Devil's gonna wait for him to set up a tripod and just fly by. Yeah, that or one of those little uh kind of like the the stabilizer setups. Yeah. yeah where yeah. it there's the no shake when you're moving around the camera. Kind of like they use now. Yeah. It's not uh it's not all shaky like a cell phone camera. I so. will I will give him this. That one looks nearly identical to the one in the picture. The silhouette of it does? Yeah, I think it does. Like the shape and like in everything. Um it looks like the goat shape. Yeah, it does. From the I I paused it and I looked at it and it kind of you know that um that European mythical dragon, kind of like the Dragonite type style. Puff the magic dragon type looking <laughs> thing. It kind yeah. of looks a little bit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Kind of with the big belly and the, you know, this the wings that are too small <laughs> to support its flight. That kind of shit. I mean, yeah. It's so fucking blurry that it's like hard. It almost looks like the dragon from How to Train My Dragon. The little black <laughs> one. Like the head shape and everything. But it has like the feet. Kind of like the one in the picture. The wings are much bigger in this yeah. one, though. Well, probably because you see the wing movement. It's actually, the wings are actually moving, and they're not just kind of like curled up like it's in flight. So the yeah. wings look a lot bigger if they were, so the wings on the picture kind of look like they're curled. Like it's it's flapping in the middle of a, like a downward flap. Okay, I think I paused it at the perfect moment. Okay, so from this you can see the the legs are almost turned towards the camera and the upper mm-hmm. body is almost facing away from it, which would lead me to believe this is probably a stuffed creature of some kind. Oh, yeah. Well, it's. I mean, I mean, a stuffed creature, like a stuffed animal would be kind of a good, you know. I don't know how maybe like Photoshop they're using to get the wing movement. I don't know. If it wasn't so dark, it like... It's ironic. It's the perfect time of night where there's a silhouette. You know what I mean? Yep. Just enough light to see behind it, but not actually see it. It's it's very impressive. The arms and legs do not move at all. I will say that. Definitely. So to finish this off, uh, I kind of wanted to say just a little bit. So we did talk about Mother Leads, and kind of the, the origin story for this creature. There is a theory about where, like, the story of the Leeds Devil, like, actually originates from. Okay, all right, let's hear this. Okay, so, basically, there was a uh, Quaker who used (laughs) to publish an almanac. Now, when he was publishing this almanac, um, he basically started using kind of, like, astrological signs and symbols to kind of give his, like, not fortunes as much as like the future, like kind of like what you use an almanac for the weather and all of that. Apparently the Quaker community really didn't like this and they kind of ousted him. They really didn't want him to be associated with them anymore. This led to him having big problems with the religious community in the area, which made him out to be like a devil. You know, oh. they claimed that he was evil because he was using these things. His last name was Leeds. Also, too, he had 12 children. So that's kind of like where that part of the story comes from. One of his sons would actually uh, take over the almanac after he had died. He would be what we would call like a a loyalist 
You know, like yeah, um, yeah, yeah. a monarchist. That's sort of the word I was coming from. He would be like a monarchist who wanted to stay with England. A lot of the other people in the area who were separationists who wanted or separatists who wanted to separate basically, you know, all the mudslinging back and forth. Also, he was at odds with Benjamin Franklin, who was publishing his own almanac, competing almanac at the time. So that's kind of where they're thinking that this whole like Leeds devil is coming from Uh, more from like political mudslinging than from any kind of fairy tale. And then like the Leeds devil kind of morphed into like this cryptid. Yeah. Okay. Could be a topa though. Who knows? Could be a topa. Um, I do like this because if you think about it from how a story morphs over time, okay? Originally, it's about this guy. They call him a devil because apparently he was reading horoscopes or something. And then it morphs into an evil guy. Then a father is telling his kid, don't go in the woods because of this witch named whatever. You know, you could just see the story forming, in my opinion. Yeah, they also say, too, that maybe the idea of the Leeds devil was used as a story to tell children yeah. to get them to yep. stay away from the, these pinewood forests that are in southern New Jersey. This might have been a way just to keep children out of that forest because the forest was used by highwaymen and bandits at the time. Um, also, you know, ambushes from, <laughs> you know, just not like people looking to steal whatever. Yeah. So yeah. really it was a good idea to stay out of those forests. This might've been a story used to keep people out of there. Kind of like how the fairy tales of Grimm were meant to keep like little kids out of like the black forest in Germany. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of tales like that. Um, yep. I do. I will say if this thing was in existence in Jersey, I am pretty sure those pre-diabetic men from, the Bigfoot Hunters History Channel show would have found the monster already. Yeah, or at least supposed evidence that they claim yeah. is evidence. They, you know, <laughs> at that, least at least a screech. They would have heard at least a screech in the night. They would have been in that forest, screeching, howling, making all the noises like Bigfoot and probably this monster as well. Um, they would have made mermaid noises to lure him in. <laughs> One of the big boys would have dressed like a mermaid. He may have had to fuck the Jersey Devil, but at least it would have been on camera. I could totally actually see that on the fucking History Channel. (laughs) (laughs) One of those pitiful motherfuckers out there with the fucking, like, one of those big seashells trying to make the ocean. (laughs) He's just singing on a pearl. Trying to lure it. He's got the tits. He's got the seashell bra on. He's trying to lure the Jersey Devil in. Now we play the siren. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so good. Oh my God. I, I, I honestly wish that was an episode of Bigfoot hunters where one of the men dresses up like a mermaid and tries to lure this. If you guys copy this and put this on your episode, you better credit us. That's all I'm saying. Bigfoot hunters. That would be fun. Well, just one of those guys comes to the shoot that day and it turns out like I'm not too big into Sasquatches anymore. And now he's only into the Jersey Devil, but he still (laughs) wants to look for it in the hills of like fucking Idaho. (laughs) He just wants to have sex one way or another. That's all his (laughs) ultimate goal is. 
he just wants to find something that'll validate. (laughs) (laughs) So before we finish, I will say as far as, you know, kind of like state mascots go, the Jersey devil, pretty cool. I mean, it's not quite as good as the uh, Minnesota state monster, Pepe, 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 the lake monster. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, you know, they get a lot of miles out of it. Uh, Really right now comes a time Cody like what percentage would you give this after hearing all about it that this might actually be real ah, I'm sorry New Jersey guys and girls listening out there but I, I seriously it's like 1% maybe mm. yeah 1% on a good day yeah. uh, my my eggs go in the big fucking bird or nothing at all yeah. basket so yeah yeah I think the most likely if it did exist like you said Either a tulpa or a interdimensional being like Bigfoot. Potentially. Yeah. Okay. Even in that instance, you can't, you know. Yeah. But I mean, that's a stretch, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it is a lot of fun to, yeah. you know, make it up. And it's kind of nice that it's it's not like Sasquatch. Like Sasquatch is so centralized. Everyone knows exactly what you're thinking of when you think of like Sasquatch. It's it's kind of like make your own monster type situation so yeah. kind of like how a dragon is actually very true very true except for they really existed we know that um but uh <laughs> i would uh, love to hear from anybody from new jersey who m- might have seen this or if they actually believe it's real or not um where can they contact us phil no well, you can hit us up on our email subliminal d podcast at gmail.com uh we love to hear from you if you want an even easier way to get a hold of us, hit us up on our Instagram page, Subliminal Deception Podcast on IG. Uh, same thing. Love to hear from everybody. All the likes, the shares, you know, keep it up. Any ideas you have for episodes, we love to hear those too. Uh, Cody, you also have an Instagram? Yeah, you can follow me at Cody Zabub. Give me a follow, send me a message, do anything you'd like. Uh, the last thing we ask you guys to do is to log on to iTunes, leave the show five-star five star review. Doesn't particularly matter what you type in the box type hi i'm the jersey devil hit five stars hit submit it's all you got to do thank you for taking the time to do that for us if you are a spotify listener it's even simpler hit five stars hit submit you don't type a goddamn thing it is excellent and thank you to everyone who's done that for us as well well phil excellent episode on one of probably one of the most renowned cryptids in the united states i don't know if it's real or not but uh that'll be up for you to decide we'll see you guys next thanks guys